Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. Um, today we are going to feature Sam White and Amanda Paul, and they came here to the studio to record a second half of a podcast that we had originally started on a beautiful day, um, uh, where I was able to uh, actually go to the farm and record an episode. But because that episode is so fantastic. And this episode is so fantastic. We're doing something we've never done before, and we're doing a double header. So we're actually going to release two episodes. One is with Sam and Amanda and basically what they do in the, during the winter season of the month and how you're able to access their, their grass-fed beef um, during the year. And then also, um, actually, the farm visit, the whole, the whole interview there, um, where they talk about the farm and the history of the farm and all that great stuff. So... They're equally wonderful episodes, uh, so I highly encourage you to listen to this episode. They are going to be at the Dante's um, annual holiday shop, and that's going to be happening uh, this weekend. They're going to be there on the 16th, which I believe is Saturday, um, and so they're going to be, they'll have a bunch of uh, cuts of meat available there for you to purchase, so um, if you have uh, never tried their beef before, that's a great opportunity for you to do that. They also have a great website. It's leaningpinefarm.com, and we'll have direct links on our website. Speaking of our website, you should definitely check it out. If you haven't been, it's recordtalklisten.com. We have direct links to how to subscribe to the show. We're now officially on Spotify, so if that's your your um, listening uh application of choice then we're available for you there we're also pretty much wherever you uh, get your podcast so find us listen to us subscribe so you never miss another episode um speaking of episodes we have a ton a lot of them over 100 over 150 actually so if you are new to the show welcome um you've got some catching up to do there's some pretty amazing people who've been featured and um to make sure to check that out if you would love to be a sponsor of the show um, we would like to make that dream happen for you. So if that's something you're considering, if you have a business or you know somebody who has a business that might benefit from uh, sponsoring the show, which gets downloaded thousands of times a week and uh, your ad never expires. So uh, think of it as the, as the long, the long goal, you know, like just making sure your ad gets in and, and uh, lots of people from all over the world can uh, hear, hear all about your business. So think about that. It's a good opportunity. You can send us an email at recordtechlisten at gmail.com if that sounds appealing. Well, um, this is a great episode. Like I said, it's a double header. So be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. I will not be doing intros to that. It's just going to be a nice added um, supplement to what you've already heard on today's episode. So be sure to check it out. Um, so let's get right into this week's episode with Amanda Paul and Sam White from Leaning Pine Farm. Um, so I was lucky enough to come to your farm on a beautiful day, um, and we talked about the history of the farm a little bit, uh, how you uh, move pastures with the cows. The day we recorded, they were not so happy because they were doing mob grazing. grazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were in a smaller area. They didn't have enough area to stretch out as far as they were concerned. Right. Um, so they were very vocal, which is, makes for great background noise when you're talking about farming so yeah, it was good right. um but you guys uh are back because you are selling your beef which is great and people should have access to it so let's talk a little bit about that uh okay well we started selling our beef back in 
2007 and uh, we have a Maryland permit to actually sell from the farm. It's a um, on-farm permit. They actually started doing that back in 2007 in Maryland and we can d sell frozen packaged beef okay. from the farm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that they only can do the bulk uh, half whole right, uh, type yeah. of thing because most people think well you know when you buy beef from a farmer it's usually the quarter whole half for you know exactly and people sort of get frantic because they have to buy a freezer yeah yeah, yeah. but we actually can sell by the piece nice. um, when we have it on stock and we typically throughout the year always have things here and there but there are times that we don't have it on stock but um, we basically go by the uh, price of what you could get at Martin's for uh, grass-fed beef. We yeah. don't, you know, price gouge or anything like that. A lot of people think, well, it's going to be so much more expensive. And they're usually pleasantly surprised that yeah. we're, we understand in this area, you can't, you know, sell at a price point that would be ridiculous because we want people to actually appreciate and be able to get the beef and afford it yeah um, absolutely and uh so and then we also at some point we were doing farmer's market but with us just sam and i running and little sam yeah and little sam samuel uh running 177 acres 70 cattle and then the adjacent farm that's approximately 200 acres it's a lot and working 40 hour jobs on uh, top of that on, on top, top of the job that yes. is the job yes yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But that's good to know that um, people can, it's on par with what you would get at the market, yeah. but a much superior product. You know exactly where it's coming from. Yes. Plus you get to come to the farm, which is a really beautiful yeah. spot. Yeah. Exactly. And um, the butcher we use uh, is actually in Somerset, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. It's LaRue Meat Processing, and they're okay. actually a humane kill oh, nice. uh, processor. So it's nice that we know that we're getting our own beef back. They're humane kill. They're not prodding them being aggressive with them because that ruins the meat right and especially yeah. since it's grass-fed if they're tensed up and the adrenaline gets going the the meat will be tough and ruined yeah, yeah. And it just crop pot. Yeah. yeah yeah we've uh experienced that before we took a uh animal that her sister was buying for her family to somewhere in west virginia mm -hmm. and they slaughtered it as soon as it was off the off trailer. the trailer and it was it, it tasted like a really old deer yeah that was running when it was shot it was just full and that's because adrenaline does not mix with omega-3s is which is what all of our beef is full of mm -hmm. instead of omega-6s and which is grain-fed animals and the omega-3 cannot uh, combat adrenaline right repel it from the taste and with that we actually recently applied for a grant through the state of maryland ag uh, and we are going to put in a walk-in freezer. Nice. Um, so we're hoping to be able to put in that walk-in freezer and actually have more availability of um, by the piece product. Sure. Because right now we just have a large chest freezer than a smaller chest freezer that we have been using. And a lot of times that limits our ability to have that on hand because if someone's actually buying a bulk rate whenever you're putting a whole cow in which usually is about six to eight banana boxes full of beef yeah to give you an idea it you know fills up really quickly so then it's overwhelming it limits, yeah yeah i think like people get they're like oh yeah that's great we're gonna save a lot of money and we'll do a bunch of cooking and then it in their mind they think they know how much a half a cow is yeah and then you get the banana boxes and you're going oh no 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and like every meal has to have beef in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's why usually whenever I uh, talk to customers, I always try to educate them on, because a lot of times they're like, how many pounds will that be? And I'm like, let's give you more of a visual. That's this yeah. many uh-huh. banana boxes. Because pretty much everyone knows what a banana box is. Yeah, absolutely. Is. And um, then they have more of a concept. And also how large of a freezer space they would need, things like that. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, walk-in freezer, can, do you have any more details about it? Uh, well, we were awarded the grant, and we're hoping to start probably the installation this spring um, and get it going and have more availability for our beef and That's hopefully great. you know, increase yeah. our sales a little bit more and be a little bit easier because something else we uh, with selling to shift up in Frostburg, mm-hmm. um, they always have – of course, Leaning Pine Burger is always on there. Absolutely, menu. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we always try to have some extra stock. They always usually buy about 50 pounds, but then I try to have some extra stock Just in between, in case, yeah. you know, where we have another one going to processing. Um, so then that's another storage area. So the, the walk-in will really give us a lot more option that's for awesome. selling to restaurants, individuals, and those who want the bulk. That's great. Yeah. So in the spring when it's up and running, you have to come back because I think that's going to be, we yeah. can just get the ball rolling so yeah. everybody, everybody will know about it and yeah. what you have in stock. And then we'll have space in what used to be our milk house where we try to call it the meat house, but I just think it sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which the milk house used to be where we had our milk tax when we had uh, the dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have more space in there. So we were thinking of maybe doing uh, a little retail space, you know, nice. partnering with local farms local farms our neighbor does eggs and he Mm. has permit to do you know and they're um free range chickens and you know to really do that you know local feel um local farm stand yeah yeah Yeah. that's gonna be great yeah we we dream of doing other things in the milk house but yeah that's a good start though i think putting in uh you know, a convection oven and bacon pies is a dream of mine. But Nice. You got a good pie crust recipe that I don't know about? I don't have a good pie crust recipe, but I have a very good blueberry pie and apple pie. But that, that all requires time that we don't have. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yeah, it's not like that. That's good. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting. So in the spring, come back. We'll talk about your pie dreams, your <laughs> apple pie dreams, pie in the sky dreams. But um, that's good. Um, so... You also want to talk about composting your manure, which that's you know, a good so, segue. You I know, think so. Pies to pies cow pies. Like yeah, that. cow pies. Like that. That's good. Um, yeah, no, I think it. Some people don't even think about that aspect of farming. It's a really important part of it. So what we used to do <clears throat> when we had the old barn, mm-hmm. uh, many people know that our barn burnt down in two thousand nine, and before that. Uh, we had a traditional bank barn. And I think I talked about the last mm-hmm. um, podcast where every when the cows are in the barn during the winter, uh, we had to take uh, the manure out every day. No matter what the weather was, we took the manure out. And uh, we'd have to find an area where it wasn't. I've seen on YouTube, I've seen farmers spreading it wherever they could, making ruts in their field. You know, just causing so all types of soil erosion, which is ridiculous. And so the solution is is to take it um, up on top of the hill where the driest lands are. And that was what her dad used to. And that was my first job, I think, on the farm was 
Well, her Move dad was sick and her uncle was sick one year and I, I was to take the manure out. Mm -hmm. She would feed the cows and I would take the manure out. Poopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then when the new, but that uh, model is. Uh, Banned as, now in Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Well, you still can take it every day, but uh, November 15th through March 15th, you are no longer to spread manure on bare ground during this okay. time in Maryland because of the fear of erosion and also the nutrient um, leaching leaching into yeah. streamlands. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. So that since yeah. that regulation came into effect, people have to adapt. Yes. Farmers have to adapt. So what's the solution to that now? Uh, so now in the uh, the bigger barn, which is the newer barn, mm -hmm. we um, have and we're building one right now on the upper barn. Uh, Elliot Fielding is building it. It's called Manure Storage Facility. And that's what the state calls it. <clears throat> and uh, once a week, we and sometimes it's every five days. If it's really cold out, the cows the cows during the winter have access to pasture or the barn. If it's below thirty and it's windy, they will not they won't go out to pasture very often. I don't blame them. Yeah, they want to be yeah. inside, so they stay in the barn, and then more manure is generated. And then we just use the skid steer to push it into the barn or push it over a ledge mm -hmm. into this manure storage facility. And then I let it sit where I push it over for about a week, let it generate some heat. Yeah, compost. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's composting. Because mm -hmm. proper composting is, you know, want to get up to 120 degrees, I think, or 130 mm -hmm. degrees. Yeah. And then, then I push it into a bigger pile where it sits until um, we take some out in April in the high ground, uh, but the rest of it waits until September, October. Nice. Yeah. So and it generates heat for the barn yeah. passively. Passively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we could do something along those lines and make it even more. It doesn't generate enough gas. Um, right. It had to be more liquefied to generate enough uh, natural gas to be able to put in a what they call a methane digester to uh, generate electricity. Right. So, but just the, the, the composting breakdown itself creates heat yeah. just because of the reaction of it, right. of yeah. the, the, the thing, the organic material breaking down. So that's gotta be some benefit. Yeah. Well, definitely for the soil and our hay where you only put it on our hay fields. Mm -hmm. and I did last year, I did put some on some pasture, but composted anything, any type of compost will, uh, the nutrients in the compost will um, be accepted by the soil, by or, uh, microorganisms in the soil yeah. more readily available than anything else. The raw materials. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and so in our hay, our hay fields are so much impressively better. Yeah. And, and there are farmers in the area that don't want to have any part in this. You know, they keep their cows outside or, yeah, most of them keep their cows outside and not in a barn. Which is fine, but then they don't move those cows during the winter whatsoever. They have one spot, and then they just manure piles there. And, and it's muddy and awful and terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then, in Mount, for example, in Mount Savage, uh, all the farms accepted this uh, commercial fertilizer for free. Except for ours. Except for ours, because we didn't need to. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, because you've got natural fertilizer, yeah. and you're making it, and it doesn't cost you a penny. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, so you are going to be uh, out and about selling your beef at Dante's the yes. 16th and 17th of December. Just the 16th? Just the 16th. Just the 16th. Yeah. So it's the holiday 
ye old holiday ye old shop ho- yes, yes thank you ye old holiday shop at dante's so you'll have a freezer there and people can if they've never tasted your beef before buy some beef and, yes and uh we usually have a pretty good variety of cuts of course we'll have uh loose burger uh stew meat and then we'll have different cuts of roast usually the typical rump roast chuck sure um sirloin and then we have usually a, a different grouping of steaks yeah uh, um just to give people an idea of you know what they could have yeah and also a variety because you know not everyone likes the same thing and plus we know a lot about the different cuts because a lot of people you know they just sort of go to martin's or you know walmart and they're mm-hmm. just like it's on sale right exactly <laughs> exactly and, and i think that's nice because you um you know so much about your product is that you can offer to somebody that's never maybe made a certain cut of meat how to prepare it and you exactly. know all that kind of stuff which is great yeah. and that makes them more apt to foster a relationship with the farmer which yeah. is really really important and we're very lucky that we live in an area where farming is accessible and we know exactly where our food comes from right um and that being said uh you should go and try their beef yeah as a vegetarian i think you should go try their, <laughs> <laughs> go try their beef yeah yeah but you know with that too a lot of times it's just even an education process because someone will be like well why'd you have this cut of beef and it's like okay if you want a delmonico steak mm-hmm. you can't have a rib steak because it's the same thing delmonico is a boneless rib steak so, right right and, i don't think you know, people a lot of people don't get understand that the anatomy or, of a cow yeah or if you you know take you know the t-bone and the, the t-bone and yeah the porterhouse you can't part of that is the new york strip right you know and all those types of things and so it's it's interesting because people will get frustrated about well even when they order like a bulk they're like why didn't we get and it's like okay Let's look at the cow chart. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I think that people that, and that's good because it's a level of education that people just normally don't think about. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, I can get this anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And it makes you take a big step back and say, okay, there's, I have to pick and choose what I want because there's only one cow. Yeah. And that's something else too. Uh, usually new customers anymore. I, if I really ask, okay, do you have an email? I will send them the cut chart of yeah. the cow and mm-hmm. say, okay, if you get this p- cut, you can't get that. A lot of times there's question of why did I only get this many steaks from this section? And it's like, okay, you look at the cow. It's only this big of a section. You're yeah. only going to get this many steaks or roast. Yeah. You know, it's not like if it's infinite that well, I, think people, I want 20 T-bones. Right. You're not going to get 20. <laughs> I think if you people, get a whole cow, you're not going to get 20. <laughs> right. I think people look at a cow like a cookie cutter. Yes. You know, like, so like, oh, I'm going to roll out of, uh, here's a bunch of beef. Yeah. Let me get this cut and this cut and this cut. And that's not how it works. Right. So, no. I mean, that's good that you do try to yeah. educate people. And then they get frustrated because, you know, they get pieces that they don't know how to cook. Because... But that shouldn't be scare people. Right. That should just give them the opportunity to try something new. And they might enjoy that a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, add it to their repertoire of things to make. So right. that's good. Um, you have a great website, leaningpinefarm.com. So we'll put direct links on our website. Uh, you just asked me off the record you said same we're going to realize when you, you don't have any control because uh-huh. we're talking about farming Livestock. and all that and uh after gene passed away i went to a um the state of maryland actually put it on in washington county as this two-day advanced grazers workshop and gene was going to go and then i ended up going in and it was this soil conservationist 
from New Mexico that works for the USDA that is trying to reform everything in the USDA. And he's, you know, this uh, a very religious guy that believes in climate change and all that. And he and he told us all, you all need to look up something called chaos versus reductionism, and you need to read up on it. Because what you're trying to do as a farmer is control chaos. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's that. In all my years of experience with uh, farming, which is not a lot, but I grew up around farms and, you know, you pitch in when you have to, uh, you have no control. You basically just go through your day and you constantly are problem solving. Anything yeah. that comes up, you just probably, you just have to fix it. You don't have any other option. So I, he's right. It's a, it's controlled yeah. chaos. We have a to-do list on a legal pad. Yeah. And we have the entire legal pad filled up in two columns of things we need to do. And it starts off with one single column and then we just keep <laughs> going. We have to start a new column because of things that come up. Yeah. Yeah. Things that break, things that you didn't think about, animals getting out, you know, just the random. I think if you sat inside and planned for every possibility, you would never farm. Oh, no. No. So, I mean, that's the thing. You just have yeah. to. And, and it's a great workout. Um, yeah. <laughs> with every, every, all the crisis yesterday. You know, my, uh, I'm opening up my Fitbit app to show how many steps I had. <laughs> Yesterday was 21,347 steps, uh, 4,600 calories burnt, and 335 minutes of at least 70% heart rate. That's good. Yeah. So that's almost, well, every weekend and all hay season is that many steps, but typically it's only 15,000 steps this time of the year. But anyway. But usually the cows at this time, we usually have the cattle more in towards the barn more corralled like yeah. yeah but yeah. since the weather's been nice they're still out in pasture yeah talk about climate change and yeah well it's important to us because we see it all the time we well, are a farmer you're you're yeah. living on the you are a direct contact yeah with the land so you have a today it's november 29th and it was 65 degrees yep it was yesterday it was 64 uh-huh it's something's different something is a little <laughs> off yeah yes. yeah it's not an el nino year yes, so yes. that doesn't explain much so yeah but you're right and and I, i'd love to hear we'd love to have you back anytime yeah, both we'll any one it. of you so or Excellent. both of you all right well thanks for coming guys right. thank, thank you, you for For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to head over to our website, and that is recordtalklisten.com. There you can find direct links to the farm and how you can get delicious grass-fed beef um, of your own. So uh, while you're there, we highly encourage you to check it out. And uh, if you want to become a patron or you want to support the show, all of that is available for you there. Also subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Um, I would be a terrible promoter of other shows that Record Talk Listen um, produces and not mention the guys at Relish Pod. They put together a fantastic episode featuring Amy Owens all about sourdough bread and specifically sourdough wood-fired bagels. So if that sounds appealing to you, be on the lookout for that episode and a surefire way not to miss it is to subscribe to their podcast. So you can go to their website. It's relishpod.com to do that. Or you can search them on pretty much any um, application that you get your podcast. You can find Relish Pod. 
We always love to hear from the listeners. So that's you right now. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and an old-fashioned email always gets through. So we're on Twitter at RTL Pod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Record Talk Listen. And if you haven't, you should join the people who listen. It's a fantastic Facebook group, especially for this podcast, and a way for you to interact with other listeners and me. So if that sounds appealing, make sure to do that. And an old-fashioned email, recordtalklisten at gmail.com always gets through. So um, if you want to participate that way, if you're not a social media person. Um, so there's plenty of options for everybody. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.